What's going on, guys? I'm Alex Trader with Brandon Beasley, and this is the 479 Cards Cast. Uh, Brandon, how are we doing today? Doing good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a pretty eventful week in sports. Um, you know, MLB is coming up this week. You had the NBA trade deadline last week. Draft, big trade for uh, uh, the 49ers with Miami, and then the Eagles finesse themselves out of the top 10. But... Something even bigger happened a couple weeks ago, the Dallas Card Show. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we've been able to get an episode up, so why don't you go ahead and uh, fill everybody in on, on how that went, some of your pickups. Um, yeah. Awesome. So Dallas Card Show was, I think, two weekends ago um, down to Dallas, Texas, or Austin, Texas, if you want to – or it wasn't Austin, it was Allen, Texas, my bad. And uh, I was planning on driving down there. My mechanic called in six. So I said, screw it. I hopped down a plane, took an Uber to the hotel and figured out um, a place to stay then. Uh, it was kind of all like last minute. I can't, came a day earlier than I expected. I expected to go Saturday, Sunday, ended up going Friday, Saturday, and then flew back home Sunday. Um, I got there. I had a few guys I had in mind um, that I wanted to get. Um, I wasn't really planning on it being as big as it was. I knew what I what knew what I was expecting, but when I walked through the door and I, it was just a big open room and there was two, three smaller rooms as well. And honestly, one of the rooms was one of the bigger rooms that had 113 tables, I believe what I was told. And I never even went in it. I never got the time to go in it. I was so busy in the big room. I just never even got to it. And I really wish I did but I just never got around to it. I walked through the doors and I was just super overwhelmed. It was my first big show. The biggest show I've ever been to it was about hundred tables, 120 tables with only about 60 vendors. This one was about 600 tables with all kinds of vendors from all over the country. And it was just insane. I walked in, I didn't even know where to start. And I ended up, I saw someone I recognized locally. I went up to him and I talked to him a little bit and was like, what do, what do I do? Uh, what where should I start I'm just really overwhelmed and he was like just start just go to a table uh, make conversation look what they got and then just settle down and it's just like anything else and just plan don't put all your marbles in one basket and just move along and just find stuff that you're looking for Uh, so the first day I went and very first table I went up to had I noticed it had two Cody Bellinger refractors that were numbered, I think, out of 299 or 250. Um, the guy wanted $900 for the pair. I went in with about 1100 1200 cash and then about two to three grand in uh, trade. And I didn't really just want to pull the trigger right away. Um, I really liked those. I was looking for Cody Bellinger, um, but I knew not to go right away. So I ended up just kept walking around. I walked around for probably half an hour before even making a deal. Um, Actually, no, I take that back. My second table I went to, I actually made a deal. I bought a cheap $5 card. It was a numbered Bowman rookie out of 25. I don't know who the guy was. It's baseball. It's first Bowman. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to get the ball rolling. Here's here's five bucks for this card. I thought it was solid. I don't even know who the guy is. Maybe it'll turn out. Maybe it won't. But I just felt like making my first deal, I wanted it to be something small to get the negotiations rolling and being good to go. And so I did that, roamed around for a bit. Couldn't really, there was just so much, so much high-end stuff that I really wasn't even able to, able to afford or stuff that I couldn't go to. Um, but it was just crazy. Some guy, I ended up, I know one of the deals I did, 
uh, some guy wasn't really planning on coming. He told me, and he had a little, just one showcase. He was just chilling on his own. One little showcase had about 10 cards in it. Uh, one of them in which was a, uh, Josh Allen PSA 10 select silver, which I think was like a pop 30 or something at the time. I ended up paying cash all the way for it because he didn't want to trade it all. So I paid $750 for it right at the start and then realized, oh crap, I just spent almost my whole budget already. And I was kind of having trouble trading out and, or selling anything at the time. So I knew I needed to make a play there. So I was panicking there. I was trying to move stuff and I realized my stuff wasn't able to move as quick. And I knew that Josh Allen would move quick. It was a card that I wish and I know that I'm going to uh, regret not holding on to. But I went to a table uh, right at the front of the show. I ended up lapping back to the front and sold the Josh Allen as well as the Zeke BJS 95 uh, Prism Silver and my 1997 Metal Universe uh, Complete Basketball set. I ended up selling out of those, I think, at $1,100, $1,200. Um, so, I mean, it basically, I mean, I can't... In order to make money, you got to come down on your cards a little bit. You can't really sell them at comps at big shows like this. Everybody there knows what they're doing. You're not going to be able to stretch a dollar or two. You got to you got to come down to where comps are even probably lower because at the end of the day, they got to make money too. And most of the time, the second you buy or sell or trade a card to someone, they're just going to put it right back out in their case. Um, just for, for reference on this, just back in the case, I uh, this was day two. Coming down to the end of day two, just a quick little flash forward. I got a Jordan Love jersey thrown at me. It was signed, autographed with Beckett COA. Um, guy asked me how much uh, how much I think it was worth. I was like, I don't know. I don't I don't know Jordan Love. I don't know jersey market very well. It's like 100, 200 bucks. He's like, no, 50. And I looked down. I was like, Shh. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get this. So I was like, I don't really want to pay 50 bucks. I was like, how about this card? Ended up giving him a card. It was about as a card that doesn't really have comps. Only one on eBay it was pop seven. Only one on eBay was 250 bucks, and it's been sitting for a while. So I just gave him the card for it. I was like, why not? Um, ended up, I really, I like the Jersey, but I ended up selling it for a hundred bucks. So, I mean, basically I sold my card for a hundred bucks. I probably could have gotten more out of it. Flash forward. I, uh, if anyone knows, if anyone in the cards probably knows a guy on Instagram called Coleman cards. I forgot that he was a Tracy McGrady collector. It was a Tracy McGrady card that I had. He collects super rare Tracy McGrady's. I was scrolling through his Instagram posts and there my Tracy McGrady that I, gave for the jersey was ended up finding his way right back to him and who knows what he got it for but i would have probably i would have much rather made that connection with him talked to him and made that deal i feel like that would have been pretty cool uh so back to day one i didn't really make a whole lot of pickups i picked up a good bit of singles uh i know slab wise i picked up two um two dirk nowitzki tops finest i think it was tops finest psa nines let me check real quick yep Two uh, Top's Finest uh, PSA 9s that were in the old PSA slab, but they were pretty cheap. I was in those for about $100 a piece. I know I checked them the other day. They were already up 25 30 bucks. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty solid for already uh, movement on that. And I also picked up a Dak Prescott BGS 9.5 Silver Auto with a 10 Auto for about 400 bucks um, that first day. That was, those were my pickups the first day. Um, I've already moved out of the Dak Prescott. I traded that for about 550 trade value over Facebook the other day into some Josh Allen's and a Jerry Rice and a Baker Mayfield rookie. So I felt like that was pretty good. Come back day two. I walked back in after a night of sleep, 
uh, after day one, I was super dehydrated. My feet were killing me. I was hungry. I felt like crap. I didn't know what to expect. It was, it was a long, long day. I went to eat after my day one, my phone was dead. I just ate and ate in my silence all on my own. And, and it was, it was kind of sad, but it was what it was. And I ended up walking back to the convention center and charged my phone up a little bit, called a, called an Uber and went to my place. So that's how my day one went coming in day two, snagged a little bit of waters from my Airbnb. Uh, shout out to my Airbnb guy. You're really chill. Um, and then, uh, coming in day two, I had a game plan. I knew what I was doing. I knew what to expect coming in day two. Um, so I started going into one of the small rooms in day two. I, uh, walked through it real quick, leaving on day one, uh, walked through there. Um, didn't, I think I picked up a little bit of cards in there. I know the deals I did in there, I bought, no, I traded a Zeke Don Russ PSA nine is about $30 value. For a Aaron Rodgers um, numbered out of 49, one out of 49, a uh, Quentin Nelson select uh, out of 199, and a Hessian Kirstad RPA out of 199 game used from USA. Uh, I, got, I got the great deal on that. I gave a $30 card. Quentin Nelson's about a $35 card. Aaron Rodgers is about a $15, $20 card. And the uh, Kirstad's about a $25 card. So, I mean, I got a great deal in the seat guy didn't really just made the deal with me. Didn't really check anything. So I was, I was feeling good about that. Um, only other deal I did in that room was I ended up selling out of um, my Brett Favre one of one and my, I picked up a, uh, a DeAndre Hopkins rookie printing plate the day before the guy uh, supposedly collects one of ones. So he wanted it. So I've came down on my Brett Favre price so much to a more reasonable price. I ended up selling that in the plate for $800 and a Terry McLaurin, uh, Ohio state autographed uh, rookie card. So, I mean, basically I sold, I've traded the plate for the Terry. And so I basically took a $20 L there, but that's fine. It just, it helped me steal my deal to get rid of an $800 card. I'll take a $20 loss to get rid of 800. Um, and the Favre, I had 300 cash and 700 trade in from a few weeks before. So, I mean, I took basically a $200 value L but at the end of the day, uh, cash is king, and I'll take the I'll take the cash. It's, it gave me something to work with at the show, so I got that. Uh, going into day two, I knew I wanted one of those Bellingers really bad, so I was looking for those. I went to the guys' table right away, made made sure they were still there. They were still there. I was like, sweet. I'll come back to those in a little bit, hoping they were still there. I knew I didn't want to wait too long, um, so I ended up going back, walked around a little bit. I needed penny sleeves. I could not find any penny sleeves for cheaper than $2 per $100 per 100 pack. And penny sleeves are penny sleeves for a reason. I tried to get them for a buck a pack. Ended up finding them for a dollar a pack and uh, picked up 20 of those right at the beginning of day two, which was a big mistake on my part because having all that weight in my backpack killed my bag. But if I didn't get them then, I wouldn't have got them later because I ended up talking to a guy um, later that was actually set up right next to the guy with the Cody Bellingers I wanted. And he, uh, I was talking to him about it and he was like, I really need penny sleeves. He's like, take me where you found these. I took him to the, to the guy that had them guy had about half a case left out of the three cases he had bought the rest of them that he had out and, uh, walked, walked back to his table. He was like, dude, thank you so much for helping me out. He was like, he's like, I'm a, i am I want to make a deal with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down on some prices here. I don't care what you want. Just tell me what you want. You, you help me out. I'm gonna help you out. He had a, I didn't see anything in there that I wanted initially, 
um it was only about a display case of about 60 graded cards and he had some raw uh singles i didn't really see anything i loved in there the second we got back to his table i recognized cody bellinger card i i'm picking up cody bellinger like none other it was a cheaper cody bellinger it was a psa 9 uh it was a let me check here real quick it was a psa 9 uh, it was only about a 60 dollar card it was a psa 9 swinging uh tops update rookie uh, I paid 60 bucks for it. He wanted, I think, like 75 on it. So he came down 15 bucks for me for helping me find a deal. So that, that was pretty cool. And then uh don't remember when in the day, but I ended up picking up that refractor from the guy next door. He had two of them. I, uh, I think he had 900 on him. I ended up picking up one for 400. And it was a, a Gemman 9.5 with two 10 grades and a 9 and a and a 9.5. So, I mean, it was a pretty strong 9.5, I felt like. Um I also ended up picking a Cody, Cody Bellinger Tops Chrome update PSA 10. Uh, the only other Cody Bellinger I ended up picking up. Um, I picked up a lot of Cody Bellinger singles. I picked up a good bit of Baker Mayfields. Picked up a Vince Carter Tops Chrome. I couldn't tell if it was condition was great or not. I uh, flash forward, it, condition's not great on it. It's not bad, but it's got a few service scratches. So I'm ended up just trying to move out of that. I picked up a Dwayne Bacon Prism out of 175 fast break rookie. It was 10 bucks. I mean, it's a rookie Prism, hottest, uh, hottest promo you can find. Centering was good. I was like, why not? I picked that up. Um, I ended up picking up one of the cards I'm most familiar with, which is an Aaron Donald Topps Chrome Refractor. Ended up finding one of those for $15. I've moved three of those before for uh, $50 a piece uh, cash. So I knew I, was, I knew that was a good pickup. Um, I traded a Dirk Nowitzki, or I bet uh, a Tim Duncan rookie, uh, just tops rookie. was very off center on the back. I just wanted to get rid of it for a uh, Devonte Adams uh, National Treasures uh, quad patch card out of ninety nine. That'll probably go in the PC, or I'll end up selling it. We'll see. Um, I picked up a, my main PC guy, my guy Darnell Savage Jr. I ended up picking up a second year Prism Silver autograph. I traded, it was about, it's about a 15, $20 card. I traded like a $30, $35 John Morant insert. I just, I, it's a card I don't love. So I was like, I'd rather get a card I love that I'm going to hold than keep that. So I moved that. Um, made a few dollar bin plays. Dollar bins in Dallas were, were really good. You could find some good stuff. Picked up some PC cards. Uh, a weird one I picked up. I picked up a Trace McSorley Select RPA out of 25. Um, I don't know why I picked it up. I picked it up for 10 bucks. It was a three-color patch. A two-color patch sold for $30. I picked it up for 10. I can probably make my 30 bucks on that. Um, the power of TikTok cards is crazy. Yeah, I mean, the media will drive people, so who knows? I ended up picking up. Uh, I mentioned the Hessian Kershad RPA. I also picked up a first Bowman uh, Chrome Auto, and I also picked up a first Bowman uh, Chrome out of 250 as well. I picked those up together for, I think, 140. I really wanted to be at 100, but he got me up to 140 because I think the card's got potential. Um, I picked up a Tim Duncan BGS 9. That's 0.5 off a of 9.5. I picked that up in trade and got cashed. I traded a uh, Kobe Bryant minted in Springfield and a few other singles for it. It's about a $200 card. Uh, I picked up a, my, probably my favorite pickup was a Jair Alexander white sparkle uh, PSA nines pop one, only PSA graded white sparkle Jair rookie. Um, Jair is one of the best corners, if not the best corner, arguably in the NFL uh, coming up right now. 
and uh, so I was like, "That's a it's a cool PC card." And honestly, I could end up probably making profit on it. I got sixty bucks into it. We'll see how that goes. Um, and then I also did pick up another Dirk. I uh, picked up a Bur- uh, Dirk Bowman's best uh, rookie nine five. Um, that's about all. That's all I picked up for slabs. I also picked up a Dwayne Haskins uh, PSA eight out of forty nine rookie. I paid fifteen bucks for it. I won't be happy. I'll be happy if I get 20 bucks out of it. I don't care. It was just basically inventory fill. And if he does something. He's the guy in Pittsburgh now. So after next season, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph, not any good. Uh, they cut ducks. So, uh, you know, their second best option was gone then. And uh, he's going he's gonna to make you some money on that card. I'm pretty sure of it. Very true. I mean, it's an eight at the end of the day. So it's about raw value, but. I think Haskins cards have room to move up possibly in the future. I have a Dwayne Haskins Kaboom card. So who knows? I picked that up in a trade, uh, not at that show. So we'll see how that goes. I also picked up some all, some other singles here and there. Um, nothing too crazy. Um, I ended up, I went to the show with, I think, six or seven slabs and about eight or eight to 10 raw cards. All the raw cards are about $25 and plus it's Dallas. You got to be big there. So I wanted to at least have decent stuff. Um, I ended up leaving with none of my singles that I brought, which was awesome. I didn't really want to leave with any of those. I thought they were solid and ones that would be able to move. And I was right. And I only left for two slabs that I came with. And they were my two most expensive slabs that I had on me. Um, not because nobody wanted them just because uh, the uncertainty it was my Derrick Henry out of 25, uh, 95 uh, RPA from Spectra. It's a super sick looking card, but it's so hard to, there's not really anything like it. Uh, it's hard to comp with, and nobody really wants to spend that kind of money for a running back, which I'm fine. I got I got, a, I got into it. I feel I had a really, really good deal, so I don't mind holding on to it for season. And uh, talk of the town right now is... Uh, Old Deshaun Watson, who knows uh, with all the allegations going on, there's no proof or anything. So, uh, you know, he's uh, innocent until proved guilty. So I'm hoping that's the, that's the case because I have a Deshaun Watson out of 199. That's a pop one. It's the only one that exists. It's not his best, but at the end of the day, it's a numbered rookie. Uh, Patrick Mahomes version of it goes for about three to four grand. So. I was at about about a K, K and a half on it in that range. And nobody wanted to pull on trigger on it just because of the uncertainty. And there's no sales of it at all on eBay or anything where people can comp off of it. So nobody wanted it. So that's pretty much my Dallas recap. Um, I mean, it was crazy. It was pretty spontaneous for me just hopping on a plane going down there. I was very overwhelmed and it was just exhausting, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of the, the big people in the hobby. Um, a lot of the guys that I watch, I ended up actually watching the, if you, anyone knows into the hobby and then know who Sasha T is, he's one of the biggest guys in the hobby, uh, YouTube channel wise. He's very, very transparent with his, um, with his videos and his deals. He lets you know what he, what he does. It's very informative and helps you learn. Um, and he's got a, a videographer and an editor and they, they work their butt off and they make out very good content. I ended up watching his uh, $400,000 trade go on in person uh, right up close. I made his YouTube channel and everything. It's pretty cool. Uh, he ended up trading for a PSA 10 hollow Charizard uh, first edition, which is like a pop 130 something. 
the 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 card in Pokemon. Uh, he ended up tr- uh, trading 100 grand uh, Kobe Exquisite nine and five, which was the highest um, of it uh, grade wise. X Factor LeBron BDS nine, I believe, and then uh, Tops Chrome LeBron. I don't remember the grade. It may have been a PSA ten. I'm not sure. It probably was. Um, so I ended up watching that in person, and I was just crazy watching the negotiation. Uh, watching cards get put in, negotiated, taken out, and the deal just kept changing over and over. And it was, it was, it took a little bit of a deal, but you know, they gave the show a show, and it was, it was insane. So that's that's pretty much all that happened for me for Dallas. I mean, I went on my own. It was it was great on my own. I mean, it wasn't. I'd love to go with with a few of my buddies. That'd be so much fun to do. But it was a good time, nonetheless. And definitely, I plan on going back in July. And I know there's talks, rumors that the July shows rumored to be around a thousand tables. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you were talking about trade there and things coming off and are going on and coming off the table. We're going to move into some uh, some stuff that's been going on around sports, you know, mainly the NBA trade deadline here in just a second. But uh, hearing everything you had to say about Dallas, it sounds awesome. Um, definitely wish that I could have been able to make it and, and that'll have to be something to shoot for even as someone who doesn't necessarily have the biggest kind of uh, the best understanding of, of everything that's going on with those negotiations being able to pick out cards um, that are going to be valuable uh, you know what what one word if you had to pick you know you had you had the your car wasn't able to go you had to get a hotel or an Airbnb you had you had to get it just hop on a plane out of nowhere um, all those tables one word to describe the Dallas card show in, uh, in March of 2021. Uh, one word, probably the best word I can give for that would probably just be um, an adventure. Honestly, I, it was just so much happened at once. Uh, I woke up that morning. I was driving uh, to get my car fixed at 630 in the morning. Uh, little did I know I'd be hopping on a plane at noon. Uh, that's just it was not in the plan I was so tired um, but it, it was it was it was crazy uh, I just there was so much to, to find so much to go through you could never it would take you probably years to look at every single card in that room from dollar bins to slabs it was it was insane um, so I definitely felt like it was it was a crazy adventure that's the best way to describe it yeah, and it certainly sounds like it. Um, you know, have the getting dehydrated, uh, being tired, getting on a plane never helps any of that. So, um, you know, nef- next time, maybe maybe plan again. Give yourself an extra day just to adjust to everything going on. Um, but uh, th- there was a huge moment in sports this week. Um, before we get into that, I just want to make sure uh, everybody knows you we're talking a little bit about baseball. Cody Bellinger, Heston Kerstead. Um, our guy from the Trader Talk Sports Network, Pete D'Alessandro, was on the Razorbucks pod uh, this week to talk about the MLB opening day coming up, uh, as well as his preview series that he has up on the site, TraderTalkSports.com. It's a great read, and it'll give you guys some insight into, you know, who, who the potential rookie of the year are, uh, Cy Young, MVP, what teams are going to be successful. Very highly recommend you guys go check that out. It's awesome stuff from Pete. Um, but... Outside of the MLB, we did have the NBA trade deadline, and it was the biggest non-major trade deadline that I've seen in a long time. 
uh, the most players traded in a trade deadline in the last 30 years uh, or on a single day in the last 30 years. The big guy who everyone thought was going to move, Kyle Lowry, ended up kind of being the biggest story, even though he just stayed in Toronto. Um, the whole day, everyone was wondering, you know, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Sixers were rumored, you know, Heat, Celtics. Ended up staying up in Canada. You had, you had Evan Fournier to the Celtics, uh, hit his little Twitter troll job that he did. Um, I think Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets might have been one of the bigger trades. You have Markel Fultz kind of becoming the face of that Magic team. But uh, outside of the trade market, the buyout market was super active, uh, not just that day, but even through, you know, uh, we're recording this Sunday. And today, Andre Drummond made it clear that he was signing with the Lakers, signed with the Lakers. And that was kind of a response to LaMarcus Aldrich, who um, not so great in San Antonio, but uh, back in his heyday and, and um, it, with the Trailblazers in Portland, fantastic player. If he can get towards any, any fraction of what he was there uh, with Brooklyn, where he just signed, then that team already has enough talent. You know, they've, they've ruled the buyout market, Blake Griffin, um, as stacked as the team's ever been in the NBA in my eyes, you know, you talk about the, the 73 and nine Warriors adding KD, this team with all its depth now is probably if they can keep their, their personalities together, um, is the best team, uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, Kyrie kind of has his little oddities that he has to deal with Harden now claiming that he should be the MVP, even though. Um, he could miss games and his team would still win all of them. And Kevin Durant, who is missing games while his team is winning all of them and uh, is just tweeting back at people who chirp him on Twitter. Um, it, it, it's a real fine coaching job by Steve Nash to deal with the personalities, but the personnel is all there. So um, the NBA finals looks like it's going to be a foregone conclusion between the Lakers and the Nets. Only thing we're going to have to see is uh, who's going to end up winning it all. Um, NFL has a little bit of news. You know, we talked about it at the beginning. The Dolphins finessed them or finessed themselves out of the three pick, were able to pick up a couple first rounders in the next couple of years, and then just finessed the Eagles and got right back into that sixth spot. Likely going to pick um, whoever's remaining out of, you know, Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell, Devontae Smith. It'll be an interesting draft. And I think um, from what I've heard, the top two picks are locked. So the 49ers are looking between Justin Fields and Mac Jones, as well as Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Um, you know, with all that out of the way, it's been a pretty big week in sports. Um, so I think it's only fair that we look at what you've been doing since the Dallas Card Show in order to uh, kind of keep, keep that momentum going from the show and be able to stock up for what, what's coming next. You're muted. So since the show, sorry about that, um, I've been uh, trying to restock and get ready on supplies. I ran out of bubble mailers. I ran out of team bags. Uh, I was running out of a lot of stuff. So I ended up picking a bunch of that up at my LCS or, or ordering it online. Um, setting up at my first show next at the end of the next month. And then it's a smaller show. And then my first bigger show over 100 tables in two months. So I'm really just working on grabbing inventory and making sure all that's set up, ordering display cases and um, making sure my supplies and everything is right. Um, making local pickups, trying to make uh, flips, trying to get more inventory. Um, 
it's kind of hard getting a hold of people trying to find stuff but at the end of the day uh sometimes you can make it work uh this weekend i ended up picking up um about 180 dollars i paid 180 dollars for a lot of some optic football um don russ basketball all super current stuff i got it i felt like very cheap um i just got like two rookies jordan love um uh, Jalen Hurts. It's got it's got some good stuff in there, um, as well as Lamelo Ball, Obi Toppins, uh, players like that. So I mean, it was a very solid pickup. I feel like I'll definitely make make profit on that, and then someone there. So and if not, whatever I don't move, uh, I'll set up at shows with, and it'll probably move then. Uh, if not, it'll just give me inventory that's just sitting around. Um, also picked up. Uh, after that, I swing by uh, swung by. A new card shop that's uh, being built uh, locally. Um, swung by there. Uh, I've talked to the guy a few times. Uh, um, he's telling me he's got about twenty grand worth of wax coming in this weekend. So I'm assuming he's got it already. He went and picked it up the other day. Um, uh, he's got memorabilia, um, clothing, cards. He's got the whole nine yards. So it looks like he's doing a really good job with that. I'm super excited about that because. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of my local card shop that we have at the moment. Their prices are way too high um, and their negotiations are they're horrible. So I, I can't do deals with them. So um, hopefully that'll that'll be nice. I did a quick deal with him, sold him a quick CD lamb optic silver that I picked up from the guy the morning of uh, sold it for a little bit under comps, but that's fine. So I ended up picking up a Cody Bellinger. Tops Chrome Mini, which I didn't even know existed. It was a rookie mini and uh, BGS 9.5, no subs. Picked up for 40 bucks. PSA 9 sold for 40. So he just gave me the 40. I was like, all right, I'll take it. So it's a weird card. Didn't even know it existed. Didn't even know it was going to be that cheap. So I picked that up, added that to my Cody Bellinger's, and uh, ended up driving another 20 minutes um, to a card lot. Picked up, I don't even know, how, how many cards would you, would you say just based off of what I showed you would that be? Uh, more than my entire collection by <laughs> multiple times. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that yeah. more than I work with in a month. Yeah, so I've, I've just been going through that. If I was to throw a number out there, probably about 20,000 cards at least, somewhere around there. It's probably, it's probably a good guess uh, card-wise. So I've just been tearing through that all week. Um down to one one uh one thing left but the one thing is just cards stacked in layered on top of each other it's like four five six layers in the big old tub that's probably about two foot by two foot and it's it's just taking so long but who knows what who knows what i'll find in there compared to the other stuff um some stuff i've found so far i found 10 peyton manning rookies i found about 10 15 randy moss rookies um probably about a thousand dollars in dollar cards to five dollar cards uh, a bunch of quality 90s stuff in the early 2000s and aaron Rodgers rookie shout out to my quarterback um and uh, just a bunch of other stuff that's older that you don't see every day and some of it was actually in very good condition so maybe stuff i'd possibly look at for grading grading costs right now are insane speaking of grading i have two kobe bryant tops rookies out of the first lot i ever bought um and I sent those out in January and Express. They finally popped this week. Um, 
got my grades on those. I was expecting eights. I was, I was good with eights. I bought the lot for $150, went through it, found two Kobe Bryant tops rookies, sent them in for grading. Um, they were just loose in a box with all kinds of other stuff. And I was thinking maybe, maybe sevens, maybe eights. I was hoping for eights, eights, uh, eights on the tops rookies are about $500 right now. I would have been happy with that. Um, $180 before the price spike uh, for shipping, insurance, uh, grading costs and everything. Uh, ended up both popping up as nines, uh, PSA nines, which are around $1,100 right now. So for a lot I bought for $150 um, a couple months ago, waited probably, uh, I think it's just about two months for the grading and uh, ended up, I got those now. So I spent, I've already made probably two X on the lot already. And now I have another base, let's just call it two grand in assets that I got from new slabs. And those are my first ever slabs to ever graded. So I'm super excited to get those back and see those in person. Um, so that's what I've been picking up. That's what I've been doing. Uh, coming Tuesday, actually tomorrow, I'm going to sell some Pokemon cards. I picked up in a lot also earlier in the week. There was nothing really sports cards wise in there, but there were some nice uh, 30 hollow Pokemon cards. I sold three of those. So I'll go sell those real quick. Uh, it's already my money back on the lot I bought with all the other stuff I have sitting around too from the lot. So that's a win there. Um, and then I'm going to possibly pick up another lot on Tuesday, going to take a look at it. It's not, not loose cards or anything. And it's about 50 solid uh, filled binders that are full. So we'll see how that goes. I'm expecting a lot of eighties and nineties crap, maybe, maybe a few gyms here and there. So let's hope for that. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, you're talking about stuff, that stuff that you've got going on. We also have a couple things going on behind the scenes. Uh, very excited to show you all those. Keep an eye on the 479 Cards Instagram account. Um, you know, this will be coming out probably either late Sunday night or early Monday morning. But um, Bees, you were talking about doing a story sale sometime tonight, right? Um, I may throw some stuff up on my Instagram story. I'll throw some stuff up on Facebook. I like selling on Facebook more than Instagram. I get a lot more traction there. Um, also, I'd like to thank anyone or everyone who followed uh, the Instagram page. We recently passed 500 followers, and I have more followers on my card page than I do my personal Instagram page. So um, honestly, I just I love the card community uh, more than anything. It's, it's so much fun, and I care about that more than honestly my own personal page. So um the support i get on there is awesome so we'll see if i make some sales there make some sales over on facebook and put that money right back to buying some more cards and investing in the people that i think have potential yeah definitely and uh that that's a huge accomplishment um i remember when we started that that was kind of just like you know quarantine hit uh we were kind of bored uh and, we, and that's when we got into it and you uh far more so than me but you know i've got my own personal collection i'm working on uh luca might be able to slip into the mvp conversation with lebron and joel and beat out so um that's kind of my biggest thing that i've got going on i know nowhere near exciting as, as what bees is doing um but I, i'm kind of even with my stocks and all that I, i'm grab it and hold on to it and let it kind of mature a little bit um not necessarily so much with the flipping and all that but um one thing that i think is kind of interesting the card community kind of blew up a little bit with quarantine and, and with the stimulus checks hitting and everyone having a little bit of extra money to go, go ahead and invest or, or spend on some personal hobby stuff. Um, rumors are that we're getting another, or there'll be another st round of stimulus going out next month. 
Um, with the market kind of, you know, uh, before we get into that, let's talk about the market a little bit and what it's been doing over the last couple of weeks. Um, Bees, go ahead and go ahead and uh, talk us through that. Uh, so the market, uh, a lot of people just look at the big cards for the market, like your your Jordans, your LeBrons, your Kobe's, because your your big three in basketball. A lot of the bigger cards that people look at, um, uh, those have been seeing a decrease. Uh, I know LeBron is starting to see a little bit of an increase recently, but those have decreased a good bit since their spike. But people look at that and they're like, oh, the card market's dying, blah, 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 blah. There's more than those three players. And just because those are going down, because they're finding a new floor, those cards were, most Jordan cards a year ago were less than, in a 10, where I think less than 100 grand for sure. I think somewhere around 60, 70 grand. So those have fallen to a new floor around 400,000. They, they peaked around like 700,000. Um, and then like after a month, they dropped 300,000. Just because those dropped 300,000, people spending $700,000 on a, a Jordan PSA 10 aren't looking to flip it the next day. They're sitting on those for years, years to come, uh, most likely. And uh, like like Gary Vee said, uh, he in five years would not be surprised that Jordan passes a million dollars. And I totally agree with him. Like I definitely see it with the market maturing and everyone knowing what they're doing and everyone grinding. I, I see that going up. There's no doubt about it with such a low pop. Um, I, the hard market's still booming. All your lower stuff. I like, I, I mean, I'm in the lower end of it. Uh, I pay attention to the market. I watch all kinds of stuff, sports-wise, uh, soccer, baseball, football, basketball. I, I look at it all. I'm trying to trying to get into the footy game. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, if anyone has any cool soccer cards, hit me up on the Instagram. Um, I'm trying to get into that. Uh, Mbappe, uh, Pulisic, those kind of guys. Uh, your bigger guys, Holland, uh, Ronaldo. Uh, trying to get in some of the the, the goats or the then maybe possibly the new goats of soccer at the moment. Maybe try to get into some of those. Um, trying to get into some weird cards. I know those always have a chance to maybe go up. Um, I ended up finding I like I like Olympic cards. Olympic cards right now I think are a good thing to possibly get into. Um, just a little a little hint on that. I think that may have movement, especially with the Olympics coming up here soon. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, so definitely the market's not slowing down. It's still growing. And uh, you mentioned the, with the stimmies, um, a lot of people pump those right back into cards. So right when those hit, um, a lot more cards I know to sell. Uh, people post more story sales, a lot more stuff selling because people all of a sudden have this income that, oh, I didn't, I didn't have this $1,500, $2,000 or a couple hundred dollars that I'd just have for fun money now because I don't have the need for it. I'm, I'm working a job, yada, yada, that kind of stuff. So they throw right into a card and make an investment, make a play. And so uh, those definitely, I, I want to say help and hurt the market at the same time. They'll boost prices on uh, some cards, but they'll also come right back down here in a little bit. So it really just depends on what the card is, what the timing is and stuff like that. Uh, right now, card investment wise, um baseball season's coming up soon those cards uh off the rip or basically it's a long season so each day in each game is gonna have a correlation with players card prices uh football's in the the dead of the off season it's not very exciting so it's a good buying opportunity for when season comes about basketball we're coming around playoff time 
uh, here in a few months. It's uh, probably a good time if there's uh, a team or uh, a dark horse that you think may have a, a chance to win it all uh, and make playoffs and has a good shot maybe trying to get into something of them. Um, like uh, a lot of people favor the Nets right now because they've got a, a super team, probably one of the better teams I've ever seen. Um, a lot of people are buying into Kevin Durant, James Harden. I've had the money to buy into a nice KD. I tried at Dallas. I couldn't get it. To, uh, the deal to fall through, but I, I, I definitely do. So I think his market still has plenty of room to move compared to players of his caliber. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so definitely those have spots to move with the uh, playoffs coming up. I know with the old footy, there's uh, some big events coming up during the summer. So that's why I really want to try to get into that before summer. My only thing with uh, the soccer cards, a lot of people who've gotten into the soccer cards actually don't know anything about soccer, myself included. I don't know anything about soccer, and uh, neither do you. So, um, but that's all good. I mean, a lot of a lot of people are just hopping in, and it's exciting. But if everyone has money into soccer and nobody knows anything about soccer, all those people are going to bite the bullet on soccer cards because nobody wants them. So. That's, that's just, just a market I'm looking at and just trying to be careful with before I hop uh, all the way into it. So that's, that's basically what I've been seeing with the market here recently. Yeah, you know, I, I've only been watching soccer for a couple months, but as an Everton fan, uh, it's hard to find games that are on TV. Every game I watch, we lose. So, um, you know, if you want a winning team uh, or a team that is guaranteed to win, you know, Man City is looking like they're they're very solid. Um, but, you know, if you want to take the, the, the real fan long, long route to uh, a potential uh, Premier League championship, you know, the boys in blue are ready to ready to get after it. Um, hop into the kind of pit of sadness that has been Everton uh, football uh, with me and, and, you know, hop right into that market. You got Richarlison, a couple other big guys in there. Um, but I'm not a financial advisor. Neither is Brandon. Now, with, with all that money getting pumped in, if you're listening to this, you're ahead of the curve uh, from, from people that are just now uh, or that will just be starting to get into it as the stimulus hits. Um, take advantage of it, you know, buy low, sell high, uh, all, all the basics of economics, uh, of kind of stock trading, investing, day trading, all that stuff. Use it to your advantage. If you know it's coming, then you're going to have that kind of step ahead of everyone else who doesn't know it's coming. Um, you know, uh, that's really all I have to say about that. It, I think, you know, the market's solid. Uh, you can't always look at those top dogs uh, because not everybody has the money to get those top dogs. And if you do, then you're probably willing to wait, like Bees said. Um, but, you know, the day-to-day -day stuff, it's on the rise. It's going up. That's a stronger indicator that, than kind of that Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant type stuff. Um, you know, Bees, do you have anything else to go for this week? Or, or has this been, you know, pretty much all everybody needs to know i think i think i covered it all pretty well for what i did dallas what i've done prep wise where the market's at at the moment um just get out there try to find some deals um covid and everything's slowing down a little bit which has been really nice um if you got an lcs give it a look to try to find you a card or a, a box you want to rip um if you have the the money to do so um, if not, even just digging in dollar boxes, trying to find deals, make uh, make $3 off of a dollar card, $4 off of a $2 card, and just little stuff like that. And just keep building it and um, 
building up and honestly you'll end up with we'll end up with some cool stuff i mean that's what i've been doing and that's what i've been working on so you'll end up making a making a, a better collection for yourself if you just put in the work so hopefully i'll be able to rip some something to, sometime soon i haven't ripped uh ripped anything since i'll oh, probably a month or two ago i have to prism cello pack and luckily i made my made five bucks on it selling a card out of it but who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll open a pack here sometime. I, I really have the urge to rip a rip a hobby box of some sort, but I honestly don't love the current basketball football classes. I like the older stuff, so that's just me personally. So just so as long as you're having fun with the hobby, just keep doing your thing. You know, keep moving, keep making money, and you're going to be able to be successful in that card uh, card trading business. Um, you know, it, it's been a great week of sports. We have the draft coming up; that'll be exciting. Um, a lot of NBA, like you said, NBA playoffs, MLB opening day, a whole bunch of uh, sports coming up and being able to keep interest and keep the market fluctuating. And, you know, that's really the best way to do it. Um, we saw what life was like without sports a little over a year ago. I don't ever want to go back to that place. And, you know, that would make, make card trading a whole lot more difficult. Um, so, you know, as things start to open up a little bit, take a drive, hit that local card shop. Um, see what's going on around you. Um, you know, with that being said, it's been a, a great talking to you all. Um, B, as it was great to hear about Dallas. You know, we've had those technical uh, difficulties over the last couple weeks, but, you know, better now than, than not hearing about, you know, kind of the interesting stuff that happened there and the moves you were able to make. Um, make sure you guys check out 479 Cards on Instagram. Check out those Facebook sales. Um, also, if you want to keep up with, what's going on in the rest of the sports, as well as a little bit of card coverage. Um, Bees does write for tradertalksports.com uh, in terms of covering cards and stuff like that. Uh, we have guys who cover pretty much everything. Uh, make sure you guys check out the site, see what we have going on over there, uh, and make sure you guys are able to stay connected with all our posts over at TTSN Home on Instagram and Twitter. Um, with that being said, I'm Alex Trader with Brandon Beasley. And this has been the 479 Cards Cast.